Welcome back to the Modern Real Estate Agents. We are super excited to be back today. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We are here and we have a special guest and we're back from Jamaica. Everybody, welcome Jess. And Johnny and I are awkwardly going to share one microphone because we wanted to do this in person with Jessica and we couldn't find another corridor for our mic. So we're just doing it, guys. So if this is weird, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, for anybody who's watching in our actual Facebook group, it's going to be really funny. But we are here because we have Jessica Chambers. (laughs) She is an agent on our team. She's been with us for almost a year now. It's like a year. June 1st. Yeah. Yeah. So she's been with us and we are going to have her on for a couple of different reasons. But welcome, Jessica. Hi. I'm glad to be here. This is my first podcast. I don't know where to look. I don't know what to say. (laughs) But I'm really excited. Um, So... I don't know. Ask away. I'm ready. Yeah. What do I do with my hands? I, I don't know, know what to do. But I think I can see them <laughs> under the table because I'm fidgeting. <laughs> yeah. So that's for the people that are watching. We do still have our, oh, wait, OMG. How did I forget to start this episode with I this? I don't know. We have an Instagram account now. Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. So you guys have to go follow the modern agents on Instagram. We just launched it this week. And so go follow us there. Rosie, who is our social media manager for our business, is going to help us with that as well. So you will probably interact with her. She's been on the podcast. Y'all know Rosie. So come follow us. And still, if you're not in our Facebook group, which is where we live stream this, you're going to go look up Modern Real Estate Agents Network on Facebook and join the group. And we will interact with y'all there. And I also want to start with this. We usually talk about this at the end of the show. But since not everyone listens to the end, I feel like we should say at the beginning, if you have any questions or anything that you want us to address for you, please just hit us up on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and we're happy to do that. Right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this is our second talk with a girl named Jess in the last hour. Uh, We actually had Jess Estrada on Zoom an hour ago. Hey, Jess. Hope you're doing good. Great talk. Good talk. Um, And now we have Jessica Chambers. So let's go. Okay. So I guess my first question for you is just like, tell people a little bit about yourself. How do we all know each other and get into that? Okay. So I am born and raised in Gainesville, Georgia. Um, Johnny graduated high school with my sister, who's a year older than me. So I... um, Went to school up until, I don't even know, because you came from Westminster, right? You went to school? No, I know, right? (laughs) And I'm a teacher, so really I'm not starting myself up for success right now. Um, Yeah, so we went to school together, and then Johnny and I actually taught together. I'm Mm -hmm. still currently teaching at um, the school, and this is my last year, but... um, and then I just met Lizzie through Gainesville, you know, Gainesville nightlife. Love that. <laughs> Blue door and whatnot. Right. So um, love, love them and went to their wedding. And now I'm, I've been a teacher for 11 years and I am pursuing real estate full time. So this, like she said, it's my first full year, um, really, I mean, with the XP and, and with right. the team. And so... I am excited to make this transition. So this is my last year teaching full-time, and then I'll move into all real estate. So I'm excited. So you did it. You turned in your letter of resignation. I did. You got to a point in your career where you were like, 
I can step out of this and I'm going to make more money doing real estate. And that's what I want to do. Yeah. Hell yes. We started, um, you know, y'all started asking goals and vision boards and all these things. And I realized everything that was on mine was really expensive. Apparently I've got a lot of expensive pace. <laughs> so, you know, I guess I've got to um, find that somewhere. So, but it, it's, I, I love it. It's honestly less stress than teaching, which, you know, some people might say, yes, real estate is very stressful and there's a lot going on. Um, but education's pretty demanding right now. Well, it's demanding and you're a good teacher. I was not a good teacher. Like, and you laugh, you laugh, you laugh off mic, but you know, okay, <laughs> like you were there. No, you were not a bad teacher, but I think just connections teachers get that rap of like, you know, when you don't have a homeroom, it's like you're not doing as much as the others. Right. And, and you know, there's a, that might be fair in some respects. I don't know. Uh, but uh, my heart goes out to teachers right now. It is yeah. not an easy time. So welcome to this side where life is better. Yeah. So, well, I, we, we do talk about you a lot on the podcast. So I know you don't listen to all of them and it's probably a good thing because we just, which it's actually probably a bad thing, but we talk so much positively about you because we're so proud of everything that you've been able to accomplish this year. Huge thing just happened. We figured it out yesterday, which I think we probably missed it was that she capped in her first full year with us. So that's a huge accomplishment. And so we're just excited for the next year. But yeah, so we, I mean, we all go pretty far back with Jessica. I mean, been there, been there since the beginning of our relationship. We've been there since the beginning of your relationship. Yes. We were there the night she met the love of her life. <laughs> what did He's going to hate that we, I just said that. He's going to be like, uh. <laughs> you yes. Do your little intro. Will you do your little no. intro for us that you did before? Because that was great. <laughs> I can't. I'm too he's embarrassed. Gonna, he's gonna my kill. face is so red. He's going to kill you. He's going to kill you. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, we're excited for this. Okay. So you jumped into real estate and you've been doing this part-time. What do you think is one thing that you felt has really helped you? I think especially more recently with trying to make this jump. Because I know a lot of people that listen to us are dual career. I think most people that start out in real estate if they don't have a, a spouse or a partner that can support them, they start out as a dual agent. So like, what do you think is one of those key elements that's helped you make that actual jump? Um, joining a team, 100%. Um, I was not with EXP when I first started in real estate. Um, I was with another brokerage and I was just kind of working under a broker that had been on inactive status for a really long time. And he was just trying to show me the way, but really it was, sink or swim at that point. And so I think once I switched over, because I didn't see the potential with with them, not necessarily, you know, that brokerage or, or things like that, but I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have, um, you know, a team built up and, and mm -hmm. weekly meetings and check-ins and, you know, accountability. So that is huge. Um, yeah, I remember that was when I was still teaching and we would have little meetups after school and you'd be like, listen, can you answer this question for me. I'm like, I, I can try. Sure. Let's, let's do what we can do. I remember the first time I walked out of your room with all the questions I had, I was like, this isn't for me <laughs> because I knew nothing. I'd go to the broker who had been on inactive status. He was like, I don't know, go call, you know, the, some, you know, so, and it wasn't on him by any means, right. but um, yeah. no one could give me that 100% dedication and, and, you know, focus on how to become a good agent. Sure. Because you show me, I can 100% do it, but I do have a lot of questions. And it's, it, like you said, it is sink or swim there at the beginning mm -hmm. if you have no one around to help you. Like, 
you can be lost. What do I do? What yeah. am I supposed to be doing today? Um, so, yeah. Well, and I, I think one thing, so something I, I, I'm sure we've already said this before in another episode, but like we had been begging Jessica to get licensed for so long. And it's every once in a while you'll run into someone where you're like, I know you're going to be successful at this. You have to do this. And that, she was just one of those people where like, you have to get licensed. You have to get licensed. She has a really good sphere of influence here. Everybody knows her. She knows everybody. And if she doesn't, she knows someone who knows someone. <laughs> and so that's huge for her in building up a business that is sphere sphere based. And I know a lot of people are new to where they live, but it is, if you do have that big community and you know someone in your community that does have that, I mean, that's a huge yeah. thing, but I think you've done a really good job recently which that's something that both of y'all can really talk about now. Johnny just finished reading The Miracle Morning for real estate. Is it for salespeople or for yes, real estate agents? for real estate agents. So yeah, so y'all just started, finished reading that. And so I think that's been somewhat of a game changer for you. And then the accountability component we just added in and making sure that you're like sitting down and doing that lead generation and she has to check in with me. Yes. And it, she's killing it with that. Yeah, that, um, you know, with teaching, I know when my bathroom breaks are, I know when my snack time is, I know when recess, you know, I know all of these, when I'm teaching math and, and all those things. So it was super easy. And then going from something where it's like, oh, you can work from home. You can work in an office. You can work on the road. It's you can, so different, isn't it? It's so different. So I've been used to getting up early, but with the miracle morning, it just sets up my day. Um, you know, and so it's the savers, the mm-hmm. life savers. Yep. And so it's um, silence affirmation, visualization, exercise, reading, and then scribing, which is journaling. They just- Way to go, dang. That's that's funny. We would talk to people on our trip about it or we would just bring it up to each other and we're like, wait, which one was the next one? And that that was good. Well, I will say I have started this 30-day journey a couple of times. So, well, yeah, you sure. know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, and, and even if I get up and only do four of the six, I don't count that as completing it. And so wow. I've restarted. So this time I'm like super committed. Um, yeah. And Good it's for a you. game changer. It really is. I feel more confident. Um, it's just, it's been a really, I, I tell everyone about this book. It, I think it's wonderful. It really looks like it's, it really is a game changer. I don't know how else to say it. It will set you up for success. And like you said, build your confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not done it the way I want to uh, so much that Mark has texted me yesterday and today. And he's like, how's your miracle morning? I'm like, okay, I didn't do it. Leave me alone, Mark. But I do want to do it. Right. And I know it's going to help me be successful. So miracle morning. Yeah. <laughs> and what's funny is when we were in Jamaica, like, okay, so this is going to sound super bougie, but I can guarantee you it really wasn't as bougie as I'm going to think you think it is. We had like butler service at our hotel that we were at, but like they really didn't do of anything. Did. But like they would just like walk around the pool and then be like, do you guys need anything? Is everything been okay? They're just like making sure you're happy, which I mean, you're in Jamaica, you really can't yeah. be unhappy. But this one lady just sat down and just started talk with, talking with me for like 20 minutes and Johnny went to go like get drinks or something and he came back and she was like reading the book, like just sitting there in silence next to me, reading the book. And then Johnny was like, uh, do you want it? Like, not that she's even a real estate agent, but I was like, those those tiny things that anyone yeah. can really take away from. I think we're going to do a series pretty soon on some of the books that really have like changed our life. And we'll probably go into all the details of that. Absolutely. But if you guys can get a copy of that now, it's really, really good. Actually, Jake Hinder, who is at EXP, he helped like write some of it, oh, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Cool. I yeah. guess I didn't pull that together, yeah. but but yeah, it's, it's really cool. And even if you're not a real estate agent, they have it just 
the Miracle Morning in general. And then they have lots of different ones that target into your career. So, you know, for real estate agents, we have. Like the chicken soup books. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay, 90s babies, you're back. Yep. Yep. Chicken soup for the soul. Um, So I I want to go into things that suck in real estate uh, for this episode. And I I want to bring it uh, to be uh, sucky clients, right? Some clients suck. And I just want to go into it. Is that okay? Can we do that together? We can. Okay. <laughs> I, I think that the three of us have enough shared experiences now that there's enough to talk about and we probably will keep this episode short enough. And we won't we won't go into any, any details about who these people are because right. they're still around, some of them, that we, we aren't going to be on here to trash people. But no matter what you guys you are going to deal with difficult people. You're dealing with people and there's high emotions. This is the biggest transaction that someone is going to do in their life. And so emotions are very, very high. And then you just have some really fucking shitty people out there. And, and not all people are shitty. Some people are just, they just don't know what to do. They don't understand the situation and they just do things incorrectly. Uh, I think we've talked about before. I had a client that showed up at 2 a.m., 2 a.m. the day before closing with cleaning products to clean the house. Yes, the owner still lived in the house. He was there when they showed up. He was a police officer. They happened to be African-American. It was not a good time in American history. I'm just glad everyone came out alive. All right. That's what I'm thankful for. Wow. Yeah. So I think we teased this a little bit on social media. Johnny posted that we just fired our first client. And so we wanted to get into that story a little bit today and how that all transpired and why we made that decision and why we're finally in a place that we really can make that decision and we're willing to make that decision. But this is definitely a more Johnny-led one. So I'm going to let you just get into how you got this client, where you got this client, where did it finally come to a head? So you can just start the details and Jessica can fill in because she was involved too. (laughs) Okay, guys. Uh, so this was a FISBO that I had called. Um, and I was like, all right, this is going in the right direction. I'm getting good information. I'm having good conversation. And I was on that phone call for 45 minutes. And that could have gone either way. I could have said, wow, that was really great. Or I could have said, there might be some red flags here. That was a really long conversation. Well, I set up the appointment and I go down there and I was there for four hours That was the big red flag. Uh, There's no reason any listing presentation should take four hours. Uh, But I was there. I was listening. I was being the concerned and caring agent. I was doing what my client needed me to do. But I I was catching on to a lot of, I, I was always right. I knew it. People didn't believe me. I was always right. And that happened to be the theme of this client. That's what she was saying. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Like she would end everything with, I knew it. I told them they didn't believe me. And she had that mentality. And that just echoed throughout this very, very short relationship that we had. So four hours later, I get the listing presentation signed. um, And I felt like I did it well. She's like, oh, I'm going to interview some other people. You got the listing agreement signed. Thanks, babe. This is, this is what we do here. I'm uh, going to be the, the Facebook fact checker. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I thought I did really good. She's like, oh, I'm going to interview some other people. And I'm like, well, if you do that, I don't have time to get my photographer out here. She goes, okay, well, I can get back to you by tonight. I'm like, no, we can do this right now. We can sign this and lock this down. And that's exactly what we did. I was like, look at me, slam dunk. I just told this woman. That's after she said that my beard made me look like not a go-getter. And I was like, go to hell. I'll make this happen. I'll go get you. I'm understanding why y'all left out a few of the details before going to Jamaica. (laughs) We'll we'll get to that. Just wait, just wait. I would just like to preface this with this is not a wee thing. (laughs) I'm hearing a lot of this for the first time. So So, um, we have our coaching call with Jim who is our coach. And I'm like, so should I tell her that we're not going to be in the country? And he's like, I think you need to rip that bandaid off. So I did. I called her and I was nervous because, I mean, she is a a demanding and needy client and I know she's not going to be happy. Sure enough, she was not. She was speechless. And then she started yelling. Um, But I calmed her down, right? You listened to that one, Lizzie. Mm -hmm. I did okay. Um, And I told her, listen, our best agent is going to be on it. She's going to be doing this for you, uh, this open house, and she's going to come by and you can meet her and show her everything you want to show her about the house. And that was the end of my conversation. I thought it was going to go great. Then she rewrote my listing that I wrote for her. I sent it to her because I knew how particular she was going to be. And she rewrote it and it was insane. Insane. A lot of wows and spectacular and stunning. And those were the complete sentence, like period, stunning, period, next thought. And I was like, good God. But I wanted to make her happy. And then there was the photography. We use one photographer. He's incredible. He is like five time best of our area. Well, she hated it. Absolutely hated it. She said he blew up the pictures, made them too light. And those aren't the true colors. These are great colors that I picked out for my walls. Which the colors are awful. I don't even care if she hears this. And they were like bright blue, bright orange. And there were so many of them. The floors were like tile. It was it was a marble inlay. What? Because I I asked Dale. Yeah. It was a marble tile inlay or something. And he's he even said he was like, you do not see that ever anymore. I believe it. So I, that I was never the had. dining room and the kitchen. Yep. Yep. It looked so bad. Um, so in the office, she had some of that and some of the, what looked like almost gray marble, maybe, mm-hmm. um, because she didn't want to waste any. So she just made a pattern out of all of it. And it was like, I, I, I thought it wasn't that bad. I was like, oh, this just might be her little high-end style. And Lizzie's like, this is terrible. This is awful. I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever. <laughs> So long story short, I'm getting all these little red flags and Jessica is going to fill in for me while I'm in Jamaica. And then I- Well, Jessica can interject and tell us about your first conversation that we had you have with her prior to us leaving even. So (laughs) it's really, Johnny sends me a text message (laughs) because I probably would have picked up on some things more in a conversation. No, but he he just said, you know, would you mind doing an open house? I've done, I've stepped in for them. No big deal. Not, you know, and for me to get extra practice, mm-hmm. love doing those. Um, so I said, let me call her, set up something for Saturday. And he did warn me. He said, you know, this, she might really want to talk to you about the home and she really wants to, 
you know, boast about all of the things she's done and could potentially be a difficult time, you know, getting through this. And I said, okay, no problem. I love to talk to people. I got it. So I talked to her um, and set up a time for Saturday to come in. um, And she said, um, first thing was, well, this is ridiculous that the person I list with is not even the person coming to the house. And I said, well, don't you worry, it's me. And we're gonna have so much fun. <laughs> so apparently she, you know, I calmed her down. She was perfectly fine by the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, we had set a time for Saturday. And and mind you, we set a time because she's she doesn't live there. She's coming to put wallpaper up. Yes. Oh, the wallpaper. I the forgot about before, the wallpaper. In a two-story um, foyer, she's putting up wallpaper the day before open house. She felt very confident that that wallpaper was going to sell the house. Mm-hmm. Like she knew it. So, knew it. so then we're there and Saturday I had a, a lunch scheduled and, um, she knew that. And so I was either going to come before or after because she told me hanging wallpaper takes a really long time. So I said, okay, no problem. And, um, I call her and let her know, you know, I can come before or after. And, and she kind of had an issue with, is this a working lunch or a personal lunch? And I chose not to answer because I, first of all, I'm learning this through a book called Boundaries, if y'all want to know. Um, I, I, ha- I need to take time for myself. And Absolutely. I, I, this is a weekend. This was, doesn't matter if it was work or family. Um, I didn't feel the need to explain and... I, it kind of started me off on the wrong thing, but I was, you know, I'm no big deal. Y'all are in Jamaica. I'm trying not to talk to y'all. Um, and so then we schedule something, get off the phone, call her back again. And she's um, hysterical because she can't see anything about an open house. Oh, on Zillow, right? So I now track down all of your information. <laughs> she has all of my login all of her, information. All of the logins. Go in and um, make sure that it's in there. It was in there. Yeah, right? It was. It was in there. Um, and she said, you know, if it's not in there by the time you come over, don't bother coming. There's no open house. Um, why have we not had any showing so far? I told him we could start Saturday at 10. She was going to start hanging wallpaper Saturday at 11. So she was going to be there. She wanted to be there. Okay. So many things wrong with this. One, no, we yeah. can't have her there. We, we have met this woman. We have spoken to her. Mm-hmm. She cannot be on the property when a buyer is there. There's a, your seller should never be on the property, but sure as hell not this person. Okay. Definitely not hanging wallpaper at that time. And she had told us that it was going to be starting showings at like 11 prior to the open house on Sunday. We were doing a Sunday open house. So she yeah, was changing. No. Uh, we established that. We said, listen, you have things to do in your garage, by the way, smells so badly. Okay. We got to get that taken care of. So she knew nothing was going to be started until Sunday. So her bitching at you about that is insane. Like, yeah, insane. So, so then she told me, um, and I mean, I'm at this point, I'm holding the phone <laughs> solid arm's length away. And at my lunch that y'all don't even get to know if it was work or personal. Um, you know, everyone's looking at me like, what is going on over there? And I'm like, geez. And you know, I, I, I was just trying to help because y'all are out of the country. Y'all are and enjoying y'all's you. time. Thank you for that. And so um, she said, and I will be at the open house. I will be in the garage. I will be there. I do not let people in my house alone. Um, and she said, and when you come over, I will be interviewing you. 
And I said, oh, okay. And she said, I want to know what your stats are, what, how many open houses you've held, how many listings you've, you've done this year, how many closings you've held this year. Um, and I can get it if it's, if it's like a million, multi-million dollar house. Right. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. But, um, you know, I've sold houses in this price range. I mean, you, so I had a listing in this price range. So that to me, I was like, I do feel qualified for this. I've done multiple open houses. Yes. Um, more than qualified to do this. I know. And that was another thing of like going back and checking myself and, and her thing was like, you know, well, agents only hold an open house to get potential other clients. And I said, I, I totally understand that. And, and I, I even told her, I said, I walk away with zero. Oh yeah, money. absolutely. Zero percent of your sale on your home. Yes. I am 100% because my team is trying to sell the home. I'm here to help that go through. I'm, you know, yes, if I get a potential buyer, if, you know, something else comes out of it, wonderful. But my great, job right? is selling the home for Yeah, the you're client. working with us to make this happen for her, right? That's so, the goal. Which yeah. one of the reasons that we do like to have our agents who are not the listing agent hosting the open house is so that we could potentially do two sides of the deal mm-hmm. and everybody has a fiduciary representing them. Whereas if Johnny was hosting it and someone walked in that was a buyer, he could not represent them. And so we want to make sure everybody has representation, mm-hmm. which is a big reason why we let our buyers, ag- or not buyers agents, our agents on our team do these open houses for us. And so we tried to explain that to her and she was like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, she, this woman was just, just not having it. Um, she would email me at least three, four times a day while I was in Jamaica. I did not tell her where I was. I made sure not to do that. Uh, she may have figured it out. I don't know. But um, she certainly didn't respect my time. That's pretty yeah. sure. But that's not surprising, is it? Um, so how it, it eventually escalated, right? So it escalated. Um, now I'm, I'm honestly feeling uncomfortable talking to her. So at this point, I do reach out and I'm like, I text Johnny and I was like, hey, this is a phone call conversation. Like, yeah. sorry, mm-hmm. I, I really hate to do this, but it needs to happen. So they immediately called. Um, and I mean, this is like, this is earlier in the morning. I felt really bad. <laughs> really sorry. It's okay. Um, but so, so then, you know, they're like, this is not acceptable. This is not okay. And and I would have, whatever they had chosen to do, I would have been perfectly fine continuing to do the open house, still going to meet her for the walkthrough. I would have been fine. It, it wouldn't have bothered me. But the fact that both of them immediately in another country was like, absolutely not. You will not be treated this way. We have expectations for our clients as well as for ourselves and, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And so it just... I was like, oh, that's awesome. Y'all are standing up for me as well as you, as well as the company and then the team. And and it just felt really like I was where I was supposed to be. Like I got off that phone call with y'all and I was like, huh, okay. They do have, you know, not that I ever doubted it, but the fact that y'all were so willing, uh, you know, to just cancel it and leave it right there meant a lot. Well, thank you. But I mean, it really was a non-issue. As soon as we heard how she had treated you, we both looked at each other and said, okay, well, that's that. Yeah, I was, I mean, it was like an immediate, like we heard she was cussing you out on the phone. And not only was she yelling at you, she was cussing like a lunatic, which we cuss, but we don't cuss at people ever. I don't feel like that's ever appropriate. And so it was like, when we heard that, it's like done. We we will take a lot of abuse, but if you fucking talk to my agents as a cuss, 
that way, like you're out, we're done. I don't care what the commission is. And I will tell you guys, it was a good commission. We would have got ahead a good commission and I do not care. It could have been $2 million million house. We're walking away from it. Yeah. I mean, 100%. There's always going to be another house. There's always going to be other clients. It doesn't matter. I I mean, we're professionals. Why would we let someone talk to us like that? No, fuck that. No. And guess what? That house went back on the market with someone else. Probably, I think it's who sold her that house, who lives in another city, who has nothing to do with it. There are cell phone pictures up. I checked it this morning. Still for sale. I -hmm. checked the um, showing time to see if there are any showings. Guess how many showings there were? Nothing. There was nothing coming up for that house. And I will say, I left this out. um, When I was talking to her Saturday about going over there for the walkthrough, Mm -hmm. she said, um, if we do not have an offer by Wednesday, y'all are fired. Joke's on her. Because we're how many Wednesdays passed and she still doesn't have an offer on the table. Exactly. Oh my God. Exactly. So. Well, I think, unfortunately, the house is overpriced for all of the design elements that are going to have to change for someone right. to actually like this house. Like you're going to have to repaint the entire house. You may have to do new floors on the main level. There's just a lot of things and it's in a nice neighborhood, but it's what it's priced at. I don't think it's going to sell at. Yeah. And so, cause we were on market for 24 hours and we had zero interest, which to be fair, we had said no showings until Sunday. So right. it could have been just agents like waiting for it. But at the same time, it was like, you know what? I had a feeling immediately, ah, this could be overpriced, which, you know what, guys, in this market, sometimes we do have to gamble. You you may not find the perfect comp for some things. Like you may not find a comp that's got weird colors or something. You're like, well, we can gamble with this price. But of course she dictated the price and she told us what she was going to list it at. And I mean, it wasn't too far off where I was like, okay, it could go for this. That's why we'll we'll take mm-hmm. some high listing just to see if it could go for it and then deal with the price direction later. But dear God, I, I, I hope feel bad for this agent who has to deal with the price direction with her or just getting fired. Yeah, and and that's something else I thought about was if the transaction has been this bad mm-hmm. up to this point and we've just been on market for 24 hours, what's it going to be like when we're negotiating with this lady? Like, yeah. could you imagine how terrible under contract and inspection and any kind of negotiation and appraisal issue? No, not for me. I'm good. Thank you. And, and thank you, Jessica, for really standing in the line of fire for all of that. And, and I feel like you got the worst of it. So thanks. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I'm tough. I like immediately sent her a Venmo and I was like, please go drink. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So that was our worst client. Um, I would say to date. Is that fair? You had a really bad one, actually. Yeah. I had one that was super similar to this lady, but not like, I never got cussed out by her, but I got some very angry, stern conversations with her. It was a condo listing in Atlanta, which it was overpriced to begin with. I I fought her on the price a ton because I was like, look, it's not going to probably sell at this price. We ended up getting an offer on it and we went under contract 10K under, which I knew was the price that it should have been priced at. And so... It was the crazy situation. And I, it was, it sucked because she already didn't trust agents. She didn't trust anybody. She didn't trust this, this condo she lived in was like a crazy situation where people were like the board, there was some sketchy shit. So hmm. she was right in some of her like um, skepticisms against people, but she was nasty to me a couple of different times. And so, and she just kept saying, you don't have my interest. And I'm like, literally, I could not more have your interest at heart in yeah. this. Like, I don't get paid if I don't fucking work for you. Like, you meant to be her 
places, right? Oh yeah, I would only meet her at our, our when we were we were with another brokerage, I would only meet her in the actual physical office or I because I met her once at the property by myself and I was like, I'm not going to sit by myself ever again with her just because I don't want to take that verbal abuse. But she totally yelled at me once in like our office anyways. And so we ended up, we got to the closing, they extended, they unilaterally extended it for eight days and then it expired, but she got the earnest money. So at least she walked away with something and I was like, I'm not going to take this listing back on. I told her I was terminating at that point too. I was like, I don't wow. care. It's not worth my time for, it was such a low price listing. It was condo in Atlanta. So Technical question. Do you get anything out of earnest money as an agent? That's a good question. I didn't know that. Right. <laughs> and legally, I could have gone after this buyer for our commission because he literally just let it expire, didn't tell us, never communicated with the closing attorney, with his agent. His agent got fired from his brokerage because he was so shady. Ooh. We got me. So it was such a weird situation where like it was me. This buyer had three different condo units under contract at the same time. And so the three agents, we were all communicating with each other, all three of the listing agents. And we were, we were checking each other's stories against each other. And it was super sketchy. It was crazy. I probably should tell this whole story another time. Say, yeah. But, but then, so this, the, uh, but the buyer's agent was a dick. He was the rudest person I've ever dealt with. Like he was gaslighting me. And it was, it honestly, I like, get, I'm so sweating right now because it's giving me anxiety to think about that whole situation. But it was right before we went to Sweden to visit my family. And I had to like take a break after that from doing real estate because I was like, this is so emotionally exhausting. Mm. But he was so, so crazy trying to be like, it was on us and all this stuff. And then his client like failed to come through. And he was he was rude to me so many different times. So me and the other agent, we we reached out to his broker and we told him about the situation. We were like, look, I just don't think you want someone like this representing you. And they fired him. It was wow. a pretty nice brokerage in Atlanta. And they just were like, no, we don't take this. Cause we sent him, we sent them proof of some of the things he said to us. Yeah. It was a crazy situation. And so I've dealt with it, but that was, I dealt with that for 45 days. Jeez. And then to still have, now did something come out of that one or that was the one? Nothing. Yeah, nothing, nothing yep. come out of it. But, oh, oh, I was going to say, we could have gone back and sued that buyer for all of our commissions. There was like something about it that we really could have gone and sued him. But I was like, it's not even worth it. Cause it was so low. Yeah, no, that would not have been worth it to yeah. keep yourself in that environment for that. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, okay, question. And you can say no, Jess. Oh you can say no. <laughs> no? <laughs> <laughs> um, you had a difficult transaction, your first one, right? Um, yeah, you should say no. Is this um, family related? It could. I mean, I, I could be. It could be. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to say no. Okay. I'm going to whisper in the mic. That's because grandmother's sitting in the other room and that's who he's talking about. Yes. She is 91 years old. She um, grew up in different times and I, and I totally get it. Yep. She um, had rental property in Smyrna. She had a, a home in Smyrna um, and it hadn't been touched for like 15 years. Sure. And mm -hmm. so sold the rental property, had the home um, and it was like eight tenths of a mile to the new Sun Truest Park. Oh, that's um, amazing. Stadium. So, yeah, you know, there's it. a ton of potential and mm -hmm. this market is crazy. Um, so she wanted help selling that house. Now, granted, this was 
two years this ago. This was two years ago, for so sure. So it was with a different brokerage. Like I already said, mm-hmm. I had no mentor. I had no, and this, I'm going to Johnny for questions. <laughs> I remember this so well. And she just, you know, couldn't, the house needed to be torn down. Um, and so she couldn't see that. And it was, mm-hmm. it was really difficult. And I hadn't had the experience yet to explain to her why I need my commission. I honestly didn't know that first time. Sure. That is the first, you know, I'm like, oh, well, maybe that is a lot of, and and to me, it is a ton of money because I have a full-time job. Right. So like, this was almost like extra money. And it was like, I I wasn't necessarily looking into this full-time yet. So I wasn't looking into, I need to have my salary, you know, I need to sell this many units to have my salary covered from teaching. So at this point, I'm just- okay, we don't have to, you know, when I'm giving in Mm -hmm. boundaries, read the book. (laughs) Um, And so I, you know, I couldn't explain it. I couldn't do anything. We finally ended up closing on the house. I think we closed on it for like 250, um, which in a house that needs to be condemned on 0.3 That's pretty good, all right. Um, And we left all the trash. We left everything inside the home to everything. Wow. I mean, the the driveway had to be repaved. That's how bad it was. So then she, it, it took a really long time for my entire family. That was the last house where my grandmother and grandfather lived. Okay, so sure. So there's a huge sentimental piece to it. Right, um, of course. And, and so um, then we've been waiting. We've been waiting because this was like two years ago. We've been waiting for this house to like get fixed and put okay. back on the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just got put back on the market. Do tell. sold in like two days. Yeah. Um, And they did, I mean, I don't even know where they added stuff. Like, I feel like it is unbelievable. They had to have put at least $200,000 into that house. No way. And they, and it was only listed at like 500. I mean. So I I tell, you know, my grandmother thinks that we kind of lost money on it. Now, had we had the money to put into it? Absolutely. And, and, you know, because it's so close to the stadium and things like sure, that, we yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. have that. Um, you know, that would have been taking out loans and things. Well, and, no, you were selling the bones of the house, hoping that they were still yes. there and worthwhile. So right? I will say it has come full circle because my grandmother has seen the pictures online and I thought it was going to be really hard. And she said it is absolutely beautiful and she is excited um, for a family oh, to be living good. there. that's so, good. That's so good. Um, but, you know, she just... It, it's just a, it was hard. And I mean, even I was telling her, um, I, I don't know what we were talking about lately. Um, oh, a house cleaner. Mm-hmm, and sure. I, the price came up for like a deep clean, yeah, you know, sure. not like a one-time, once a month type thing. And um, she said, absolutely not. That's way too expensive. But to her, yeah, that is crazy expensive. I mean, we drove down the highway today, coming back from Birmingham and $5.50 for diesel. You know, she's never seen numbers like these. It so is a different time. Her, yeah. her mentality of what things are worth is a lot different. Right, sure. She doesn't, you know, go to the grocery store. She doesn't, you know, drive, you know. So, I mean, it's whatever people bring her mm. and she doesn't realize that the the economy is where it's at wow. right now. So, yeah, that's, it's a huge, and, but now when, when she talks to me about it, I have an answer about commission. I have, and, and I actually used it, for for sale by owner, well, mm-hmm. they were, um, I took from Johnny. Um, do it. And, um, you know, they said, okay, well, we'll are you willing to do two and a half percent? And I said, no, and this is why. 
and I gave them why, and I got them 20000 over their list Yes, price. girl. So it technically paid for itself, and it was, you know... Yeah. I'm starting to feel more confident. And I will tell newbies out there, I still feel like a newbie, but you just have to jump in. And, and For sure, you do. do it and literally don't be afraid to ask questions. I would rather look dumb asking them questions than in front of a potential client. Which you never do look dumb, just so you know that. Like, I love it when you ask me questions because it makes you the best agent you possibly can be. Asking yeah. us questions. I mean, you ask us both, but... Yeah. And you will always know more than the client. You don't feel like it, but you're always going to know more than the client. Right. Well, and now I feel like I understand things more, like a part of the contract. I didn't know what an appraisal gap was. Sure. I didn't know, yeah. you know, I, there's so many things I'm still learning. Well, there's a learning um, curve to everything, right? But, and there's a lot here. Well, and it's just like anything else you go to school for and you learn all this stuff and then they throw you <laughs> out in the real world and you're like, wait, I didn't learn this, you know, because I feel like the exam yep. was like, you know, definitions and math problems and it, it wasn't you know, helpful. You, you didn't find the exam helpful. Well, the second <laughs> time I guess I did. <laughs> yes, I will be honest. I did not pass my first round, but I did it's not okay. give up. <laughs> she's not the only agent on our team that didn't pass their first time. She's the most successful agent on our team. So if you don't pass your first time, don't feel bad. <laughs> I mean, for real, it means nothing to yeah. anybody. Um, yeah. Uh, are you worried at all that your grandmother just slipped out of the front door and yeah, we haven't um, seen her? She has been saying she wants to drive. Uh, I'm a little nervous, but she's are in the car. <laughs> she yes, just my grandmother out. is here with us. Um, and I was afraid she'd walk into the view of the camera. Okay, I was slowly I watching her walk down the stairs because we don't have a railing. It was it was close. Oh I almost God. got up. I was like, like oh dear God, yeah. she's good though, I think. So we should probably wrap this up and go make sure grandma's okay. <laughs> I love her. My she's precious so little grandmother. She's so great. I, I'm so glad that you feel that way because I remember the transaction and like <gasps> she put you through it. She okay. Did. But honestly, I never felt everything that she was saying was valid in her eyes. Um, you know, and it's different. Yes, she was. She, go ahead. I was just gonna say that takes a big person to see that though. When you mm -hmm. can put yourself in somebody else's shoes and say, okay, what they're saying is irrational in mm -hmm. my mind, but I can see where they feel this or they see that. Right. You're gonna be so much more successful when you can see that. Sorry to interject. Yeah. Um, and so honestly, it, it was it's different than because I was kind of talked to the same way that the, you know, the, this other the client woman, yeah. we fired, mm -hmm. they fired and, and, but it was different. My grandmother wasn't saying it towards me. She was saying it towards the world pretty much, you know, sure. and I think she was yeah. hurting, you know, for my grandfather and hurting, you know, that she had to give up this house and, and, you know, I, there were just a lot of things going on and people yeah. in my family were like, you know, you shouldn't put up with this. Um, someone in my family, um, threatened to get a lawyer involved um, it was, it was a, it was a big deal. Wow. Yeah. Um, they, uh, you know, and I was like, I'm literally not taking advantage of anyone, you know, For sure I mean, not. my yeah. grandmother was doing this, you know, so, and that wasn't even a trade. I mean, it was for sale by owner. She did it on her own. I just helped her through it. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, well, we seriously appreciate you coming on today. Um, we It's been long overdue. We said it last night in team meeting. We're like, oh, Jess, you should just come on the podcast so we can tell the story. She was like, well, 
was kind of wondering what hadn't been on yet. And I'm like, well, we've talked about it. We just haven't done it. It's nothing against you. I was you. like, driving back from Birmingham. Um, I'll be, I'll be there at 2.30. No. So literally, that's what happened. It worked out perfectly. That's why grandma's with us. But yeah, so we really appreciate it. We're so thankful for you. We love you on our team. Please never, never, never leave us. We'll pay you to stay. Whatever you need, don't no, ever leave I us. I love it. And you know, I went to a class with a different brokerage. Someone invited, some sorority sisters from college mm-hmm. invited me. Anyways, so I went and they were trying to sell me on their... Was this while you were on vacation? No. W- hold on, what is this? <laughs> we don't know this story. I had a lunch with a friend and then they took... Anyways, I learned a lot of great stuff about investing. <laughs> okay. But it was open to the public and they were talking to me about it. And when I started asking questions, just to see what's, what, it, what are other teams like? Well, this is technically my first team. encourage that, absolutely. And they said, well, you start as a buyer's agent. And I was like, done. <laughs> I don't want to start as a buyer's like, agent. Not interested. No. We're, yeah, and no. And I'm like, y- y'all force, be- no, I didn't say force, but, but that's a big deal to start out. So I've closed six transactions this year. Since January, and two of those were listings, mm-hmm. and the listings turned into you know buyers, and so I I don't want to put myself in a little box and well, not they, be able to grow. They know that, yeah. okay. They know that, so and they're trying to just grind up people and see who survives. And yeah, those people, okay, we'll give them a listing, but no. And, and then no the, way you know, to they start. were talking about, well, how do you um, get your clients? And so we were talking about you know Sphere and you mm-hmm. know all those things, and they said, oh, well, we you know. They they give us leads, okay. So like you don't know these people at all. You don't know anything, and and so right? that's chasing down something. I mean, you know. So it was a whole thing, and I was like, I don't feel like you're selling me at all. <laughs> <laughs> this, this isn't working for me, guys. It's a, it's a no I'm for good. me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love that. Well, we love having you, and we appreciate you a lot. So I yes. am so excited to be a part of this team. Good. It's awesome. Got great things coming. We yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, we're going to sign off and go find grandma. (laughs) We'll post to make sure she's alive later. Okay. Bye.